You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded podcast, the number one podcast to help you understand social media better so that you grow your business, get more clients, and monetize. And today, we have a special guest, and you all know, I always get excited when we have special guests because I have a expert, okay, a expert in reels, an expert in social media. I've been following her on social media, and I'm so glad that she is going to come and drop so many amazing gems today. We'll be talking to Mandy. Hi, Mandy. Thank you so much for joining today. So excited to chat. Yes, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Like I said before we hit record, I've been listening to your podcast for a while, so I'm so excited to actually be a guest on it. So thank you so much for having me. Yes, and we can nerd out all about social media. And you know, when two people can nerd out about a topic, it's going to be a good topic. So get (laughs) out your pens, get out your notepads, because gems will be dropped. So Mandy, if you could introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about your background and how you got started with your online business. Yes. Okay. So like Michelle said, my name is Mandy Emerson. I am a social media strategist with an emphasis in content strategy. Uh, I really like to lean into that for your specific business because it's not cookie cutter at the end of the day. Uh, So that's one of my strong soapboxes that I have recently is content creation and strategy for your business. Um, So pre-pandemic, I actually come from a performing arts background. I used to be in musicals and I'm trained in theater, classic classical music. Um, so had a long stint in singing on um, stages of all kinds, used to be on cruise ships, moved to the Midwest, got married. I mean, like such a crazy uh, performing arts background. So I like to say that I traded a physical musical theater stage for a digital one. Um, and I was working for actually a cosmetic company at the time of the pandemic. Uh, I say that I lost my job, but really I was very much at the bottom of the totem pole. I was just an independent contractor. Uh, so losing my job compared to what others I know have gone through it was pretty minimal, but at the same time, I saw it as kind of a silver silver lining of sorts. And I saw it as a, an opportunity for me to dive into something that I was very passionate about, which was social media. I've always been into content creation. I've always been into that realm, that industry. So this was just my opportunity to dive in. So I did very messy action. I dived into reels right away because again, that content creation was just so ingrained in me. Um, and it, it's been a wild ride ever since. So then in my my two, two and a half short years of being a business owner, uh, I took on my first clients in 2020. I was really primarily working with like bloggers and influencers because that's the space that I came from. And it since has transformed into business owners, female entrepreneurs growing and scaling their business using effective strategies that are not overwhelming because we're just not about that here. We hate the overwhelm. We hate the frustration. And I know that that kind of goes hand in hand with social media. And that really is where I feel called to just help decrease the overwhelm and the frustration that comes with social media. Well, I'm with you, girl, because I definitely hate overwhelming. And so (laughs) I am with you. I'm a millennial. I do not want to do anything hard. I want it to be easy. And there's a system in a way and a strategy for us to put together. Okay. Yes. Yes. (laughs) 
And I love, I love that you have a theater background. So now that explains like your videos, they're really good. And like, they are very engaging and funny and just theatrical. I really do like it. And so when I meet people like you who have a theater background, I really love that because it just comes across in your videos. And so I love your videos. You all make sure you check out Mandy's videos. We'll definitely (laughs) leave her Instagram. It will give you inspiration, but it will also be funny and engaging and lighthearted. Social media doesn't have to be this drag thing that I think, Mm. you know, we have to do this. You can show up and have fun creating Mm. content for your brand. And I can tell that you have fun. Your videos are very fun. They're informative. And so, oh, I'm so excited to talk about reels. Thank you. you. You're making me feel so good about myself right now. (laughs) You should because your videos are great. And I only have, I only have experts here on the show. And so I am so excited to tell everyone about your real strategy and just how we can create more engaging reels because that is a real pain point of most business entrepreneurs Mm. and creatives is the real. So I want to dive into that topic a little bit more. You said that you were an early bird. I think that Mm. being an early adopter to many of these platforms, AI, we'll talk, maybe talk about that. All of these things is really good. So when you first got started with reels, what were your idea about them and how have you Mm. like changed your strategy and what is like working now when it comes to reels? Oh, such a good question. So like I mentioned, I was working for a cosmetic company and I think I picked up on this marketing strategy uh, with cosmetics just the way I did with reels is, and I kind of equate it uh, back to when a cosmetic company comes out with a brand new feature or product, I should say, like come out with a brand new lipstick of of sorts, right? They're going to want to feature as many people wearing that lipstick, using, applying that lipstick as possible. So being an early adopter of reels definitely had its benefits. Um, But I also want to kind of peel back the curtain of it did not matter. And I don't say this to be boastful whatsoever, because I feel like I did it totally the wrong way. (laughs) So I will lay out my mistakes so that everybody just knows that is it did not matter what you put out on reels in the very beginning, because the inventory that Instagram had was so low, they did not care what was being posted on reels, they just wanted it to be successful. So that's why you saw a lot of people blow up their accounts went viral really fast. I had exponential growth in my first uh, full year using Reels. It wasn't really until I really had a strong sense of direction with who I was talking to, my messaging, my ideal client, you know, all of those things that really are important when you're building a business, probably until March of 2021. So I was I was all about Reels. I love to make people laugh. I love that you say that because I love to make people laugh, but also be helpful at the same time. Um, but it really wasn't until the new year in 2021 that I had a strong sense of direction. I knew who I was talking to or who I wanted to help and who I wanted to serve. And that's when I really started to see the monetary growth. Yes, I saw the followers grow, the real or the the reach, the the views, all of that were super high. But the conversion to a client customer wasn't as high. So I like to kind of peel back that curtain of like, cool, your views are high and your reels are going viral, but I want a viral business instead where my conversions are higher. And it wasn't until I had that direction, my niche, my ideal client and my perfect, I say perfect, but my, my ideal offers for those people, did I actually start seeing um, those conversions? So I always like to say like, it sounds really cool to go viral, but if it's not resulting in conversions for you, like what's, what's the good in it at the end of the day? Oh, what's the good in it at the end of the day? Because we can go viral and then you don't even have an offer for them. Right. Right. So just, it doesn't do anything for 
you, your business, and, and essentially why you go into business and use social media in the first place is to grow and scale. So it really wasn't until, like I said, the beginning of 2021 that I really had all of those things in place that then my reels became way more strategic of who I was talking to, my messaging. I was talking directly to that person and nobody else. Um, and that was really the biggest game changer. And even to this day, now that we have more inventory, it is more saturated. Um, we can even talk a little bit about the reels bonus that being taken away. Cause I think that has a lot to do with some things. Um, now we have tons of inventory and now it seems to be more competitive, but we have to realize that those numbers in 2020, 2021 were super inflated. They were, they were super over the top. Those are not our normal numbers. Now I kind of feel like we're seeing a little bit more of a steady number and we kind of have to adjust our expectations. I know you were kind of saying before, it's so frustrating. I do not blame you because you come from this high and you're like, oh my God, I was doing so great. My reels were just like doing so well. And now we're like down here. I'm like, wait, what's happening? What's the matter? What am I doing wrong? It actually isn't you. It's the app, which makes hopefully makes people feel better. It's, it's not you. It's me, Instagram. I'm changing the rules. I'm changing the game. So as long as you are being strategic with what you're putting out there, who you're talking to, the messaging, your offers, at the end of the day, that's evergreen marketing strategy. That's nothing new. But using that to your advantage, that's what's going to set you apart now going forward in a more saturated platform. Oh, you just gave a masterclass. I hope that you all were taking notes. Please tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and let us know that Mandy drops gems on reels because everything you just said, I agree with. And we were, I'm, I'm saying I'm frustrated. Recently I did though. I did get an Instagram, my reel reached like 15,000 people, but yes. it was because I was talking about something that's very on trend right now, which is AI. Mm. And so I want to okay. talk about AI too, because I kind of feel like we were talking about Struggling with content ideas. That's a, yeah. a big struggle of a lot of business owners. But mm. I have been using AI and asking AI and chat GPT if it can create a Reels template and script yeah. for me. What do you think about that? Oh, I love this. I love this conversation. It, just because it's new, it's exciting. It's it's still like we're just scratching the surface, if, if even that right now. I think AI is going to be so, but it already is so beneficial because it's already tapping into what people are asking, right? That's a big struggle. You said it perfectly. Like the biggest struggle that a lot of business owners have or content creators in general is what content do I create, right? We just get so in it and we're so, we're very like head underwater that we're not uh, keeping the the content pillars or the focus of our ideal client really at the forefront. That's just that's just difficult for business owner business owners in general. Um, but with the introduction of AI, that can just be such a great resource. I will say at the end of the day, nothing will replace obviously that human connection and talking to your people and asking them what they need, getting into your stories and saying, what are you struggling with this week or this quarter? What's, what is something that you just cannot figure out for yourself inside your business and get really specific with it. Um, something that I love to do and I highly recommend every single business owner do is have either some kind of survey that your, um, current customers or clients can fill out and give you feedback, it's going to be really humbling because some of them will absolutely tell you how they're feeling about stuff. But there's also the people that may not have bought from you yet. And you're getting 
insight from them of like, why didn't they buy? Or what are they struggling with that maybe you're not addressing or in your messaging? So having that balance of the two, I think is wildly valuable. Um, so I, I know that we are just at the beginning of AI. Uh, and it's such a valuable, I can't even get through to chat B- GBT very often. It's always like, I'm, I have too many people. I, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah, you have to check out Poe, P-O-E. It's an app on Apple and on the on the desktop. And it also has chat GPT as a, one of the, the bots. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. See, we're, we're here for Michelle's gems and her <laughs> hidden resources. Like y'all think you're here for me. No, we're always here for Michelle. <laughs> no, we're here for all the gems, but no, I'm, I'm with you. I think that AI is like, just like reels. It's a new thing. And if you don't jump mm-hmm. on it, I don't know. I don't want you to be left behind. It's kind of like the right. internet when they said, oh, you know, the internet in 2000, it's changing everything or Back in the day, oh, whenever the internet, whenever right. it started, it's like, don't jump on it. It's like, yes, you need to jump on email. You need to jump on having a website. You need to jump on it. And AI, I think if you don't, you might just be scrambling later trying to figure it all out. And right now, mm. like you said, we're on the such the cutting edge where it can help you with so many things. Just like I said, real scripts, it can help you with that. Mm-hmm. So if you need help, if you need content ideas, definitely to check that out. Um, I want to dive deeper into reels because you are, you're the reels queen. You're the reels let's queen. Go. And let's talk about strategy. So okay. there's we want to sell. We also want to educate. We also want to inspire. And I know that you have like specific strategies on how, you know, you put out certain content to gain certain people to attract mm-hmm. your clients. So do you think mm-hmm. those three are the most important type of content we should be focusing on? Or in 2023, yeah. has it switched up? What kind of reels should we be posting? Yeah, that's just, that's such a good question. It really, the type of reels that you should be posting are so dependent on your business and your goals overall. It also really depends on your type of business. Are you a service-based? Are you product-based? Do you have a digital product? Do you provide a service? Are you brick and mortar? Are you a little bit of everything, right? Um, Because a lot of times people won't think to go to Instagram to go find a dentist, (laughs) right? But that doesn't mean you can't thrive and find people on Instagram for your dental office. Like my dentist has a great Instagram and I absolutely love it. It's so great. I tag them all the time. Like it's just another opportunity for me to tag them. They tag me. It's great. So it really does depend on your type of business, your, your business goals. And I'm not necessarily saying like, Oh, we want to, you know, make a million dollars this, this year. It's more so breaking it down into monthly or even quarterly. What do you have coming up in your business? Because your content will correlate with that specific goal. So there's three different phases that I like to bring to attention for business owners and where they're at in this time is you're either going to be in a growth phase, a sales phase, or a maintenance phase. Most of the time, a lot of business owners are going to be between growth and sales. Sales is like the shortest one um, because it's going to be like this like burst of more sales generated reels. And then you'll go back to growth. Like you're you're creating content that is driving the like no trust factor. You're giving your people small wins. Um, it's growing your email list. It could be networking, like getting in person. We were talking about that, having more in-person events, but getting your name and your content and your brand out there, not necessarily in a sales way, but just in a awareness 
way. Um, and then sales, again, is that those little bursts of reels that are driving traffic either to your your workshop, your webinar, your event, whatever it may be, to then get them into the bigger thing. Uh, maintenance phase is really for the business owners that have that might have been in or have been in business for a little bit. And they're not necessarily trying to take on more clients, but they are trying to have that ever green presence. So their content might look a little different in that they're just giving behind the scenes. They're giving testimonials. You know, they're, they're flipping on the lights, as I would say, like they're flipping on the lights in their business to show that they're open. Um, I would actually say not a ton of people would be in the maintenance phase unless you're just like, I'm chilling. I just want to maintain what I already have. Um, so again, you're going to flip mostly between growth and sales, but having an idea of what you're doing in your business, that's why I say it's not cookie cutter because not everybody has the same goals. They don't have the same launches. They don't have the same, whatever it may be. I know you said that you were just at, um, a part of a summit, right? You're going to want to plan for your content. If you want to drive people to that summit, then you're going to want to give enough leeway, which might be three weeks, four weeks, might even be six weeks that you even start talking about it, that then as you get closer to it, you're kind of ramping up, right? So it's it's so dependent on those 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 key factors of business type, your goals, um, and really how you execute that. So it's, it's hard to say like, you have to do this. But I will say when it comes to sales, the lower ticket items tend to do the best on reels versus you're most likely not going to sell a high ticket offer directly from a reel, you will sell anything for free, right? A, a workshop, a webinar to get them into that. Then, then they would pay for something higher. Um, but two things that I've been able to sell pretty easily, I would say, is my $4 a month subscription, <laughs> which is a dollar a week, right? Like that's a no brainer. Or the workshop I just held um, was a $7 ticket, right? So anything that's, I would say, $50 or even $100 or less, you can sell pretty easily directly from reels. Anything higher than that, you're going to want to have some kind of funnel in place to, to bring them to that higher ticket. So it is possible to sell from reels, but most of the time it's either that low ticket item or it's got to be some kind of buyer's journey where they find you through your reels, they hit follow, they hang around for sometimes up to 30, 90 days. I know people don't like to hear that, but that is the typical buyer's journey. That's the funnel. And then they get into your, your higher ticket offers. Mandy dropping gems again. Like I agree with everything that you said because people believe that it's instant sales from reels and right. thank you for breaking that down yeah. and telling us that it is not that way. That is not how right. things work. And yes, you're right. I promoted my summit from, from February all the way up into the day of March of mm. that the summit was. And that was the only thing that I pretty much talked about on Facebook, on Instagram, on my podcast. I got people right. from the podcast. I created yeah. an episode for that via email, but that was all I talked about. Mm -hmm. And I drove everyone there. We were able to get 700 signups, Mandy, with 30 speakers. But see, I'm not surprised by that either because you had a plan set in place. You didn't just wait till the week before. People have to hear things, right? We've heard this before, which is always so frustrating, but it just, it's reality. So like, let's not fight against it anymore. You, the people have to hear things between seven and 11, I think upwards of 15 times until they actually hear it for the first time. So they might've been listening to your podcast, like uh, religiously, like I do. And they'd be like, oh wait, she's hosting a summit. And you're like, girl, I've been talking about this for like four weeks now. Where have you been? But they, you've been talking about it and it, it just takes them that long because maybe they're just not in the right frame of mind. They got distracted, right? They were going to go sign up and then, you know, their dog has to go outside and they're like, oh my gosh, the dishes have to be done. Like, 
things happen. So you have to be constantly talking about something and we sound like we're repeating ourselves, but I am not the least bit surprised that you gave that much leeway that you then got 700 signups, which is amazing. And people sign up at the last minute. So people sign up at the last minute. So don't get discouraged. Did they sign up during too? They're they like, did oh, I can't miss all the way yes. up until the last day. And so then I sent the replay. And then, like you said, I sold the replay, but it's all mm. about numbers. So you do have to think like of 700 people, how many people are actually going to buy? Because from a hundred right. people, it's only 2% conversions. Right. And so right. I think, I think I, I did really well on conversions with that. And again, you have to look at the numbers, even when people mm-hmm. showing up the first day, the most people are going to show up the second day, it's going to decrease. And the third day is still going to decrease, but that doesn't mm. mean that your product or whatever it is, is is less valuable. Right. So it's just a numbers game. And so again, you dropped gems. That was a masterclass. I hope everyone was taking <laughs> notes because that breakdown of reels. And if we are in the growth phase and the sales phase, you're right. You may be selling something like right now I'm selling another masterclass, but that's all I'm talking about until mm-hmm. I'm done talking about that. And then I'll mm-hmm. move on. But I am sharing, you know, like bits of other type of content in between there, but the main focus is your sales. So like you said, it's different goals for each piece of content you put out. Everybody's goals right. are different. My goals are different from your goals and what you're trying to do on Instagram. So let's just keep that in mind, everyone. Mandy has dropped that gem for us. We have to keep in mind <laughs> yeah. that all of our goals are different. Oh, this is yes. this is such a great episode. And this this next segment is one of my favorites. It's the book segment. I would love for you to share any books that have helped you along your journey because books, readers are leaders, okay? And we are trying to learn more and more. So were there any inspirational books that have helped you along your journey as an entrepreneur? Yes. You know, I actually really loved reading um, a few just autobiographies. Um, I always thought like, gosh, people have so many autobiographies, but it's because everybody just has such a unique story. Um, so she's actually my, um, she is my business coach now, but Stacey Tishel actually has a few different ones out there. But the most recent one that I've read that is very much about your systems and your operations, about getting workflows, contractors, just all of that in place, which has been super helpful for me planning for this lovely bun in the oven that I have coming at the end of uh, June. So he will grace us with his presence and I will have to not have to, but I will get to because I set my business up this way. Um, uh, That book is called well-oiled operations. So it's just getting your business in, in place for when things happen because life is always going to happen. Right. I'm actually a big audible, like a book on tape kind of person. I love me some books on tape. Um, I loved Atomic Habits. I feel like that is a very popular one. Um, There was also uh, You Are the Most Powerful Woman in the Room uh, by Lydia. Her last name is escaping me, but it's Lydia. (laughs) We'll just look it up. Lydia. Lydia. It's Lydia. The Most Powerful Woman in the Room. And then also by Lisa Sugar, she was the founder, is the founder of um, the Sugar Box. The, I was obsessed with that box. But she also has a really great book called Power Your, Power Your Happy. I really, I love to invest in books from other powerful women CEOs. But I mean, Atomic Habits wasn't done by a, a woman. It was done by a man and it was still I mean, just as beneficial. So I don't want to completely, completely disregard my men out there. Um, but Atomic Habits was super great. Um Power You're Happy, and uh, You Are the Most Powerful Woman in the Room by Lydia. (laughs) So sorry, Lydia. I can't remember your last name, but you had a really great book. (laughs) 
No, those are all really great books. And I am the Audible Queen. I have like eight credits right now that I need to go. And um, I power oh your gosh, happy. Me too. Power your happy is over there. You, I need to bring that back out because I forgot about Lisa yeah. from Pop Sugar. And that used to be. She used to have. I remember that's like the first website that I utilized where they had like influencer partnerships and that I could work. That's right. And Pantene paid me two hundred dollars. I was so excited. Hey, so, Pantene. Lisa kind of been around for a minute. <laughs> Lisa's been around for a minute. So yes, Audible all day and Atomic Habits. A lot of the entrepreneurs that come on the show suggest that book. So if you keep hearing a suggestion, then that probably means that you should go pick that book up. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing that. This has been such a great episode and we are so grateful that you came on and dropped so many gems. But before you, we head out, can you please let the listeners know where can we find you? And if you have anything special going on that they can check out, um, we would love to hear all about it. Yes, absolutely. So of course you can find me on the Instagram. Um, I do have two different accounts, which I don't necessarily recommend everybody having, but that's just what ended up happening for me. We can talk about that in like another another time, another episode, an addendum, yes, another let's. Episode, if you will. <laughs> Um, but you can find me at the Mandy Emerson as well as the Fear Social Society. But I do have a freebie available for your listeners, uh, 25 real ideas for your business. There's no trending audio that you have to do. These are things that you can just make for yourself. Um, that is what you can find in the the link that I'm sure you'll have in the show notes. But it's the fearsocialsociety.com forward slash podcast. Uh, and that freebie will be available for you to grab. Oh, yeah. Yes. We'll make sure we have that down below in the show notes. Get those real ideas because I'm telling you they they will come in handy. And I'm all about no trending sounds. Oh, you're my type of girl. So check out this freebie <laughs> because it is definitely going to help you. Thank you so much, Mandy. This has been such a great episode. Please make sure you all go back and listen to this again and jot down some of those amazing gems. Thank you so much, Mandy. Yes. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one. Peace.